Welcome back to Finishing Well Podcast, the podcast for Finishing Well Ministries. I'm Randy Hess, and I am glad to be here today with my good pal, Hal Habaker. Uh, we are a ministry that talks about your life and uh, our lives as well. And we talk about how we think we can finish our lives well. And if you are, whatever age you are, if you're younger, we, we believe that it's possibly very relevant to you in the way you live your life right now. So welcome. We hope you will enjoy our discussions. And uh, I think we have a good one today. Uh, I'm here with my good pal, Hal. Hey, Hal, how are you doing today? Good morning. Good morning to you, Randy. Uh, with you, I welcome uh, those who are listening to us today. And I trust that God will encourage you and strengthen you and give you new ideas and thinking about the value of your life, what God has entrusted to us in Christ. And I pray that you'll be encouraged. I, uh, I, I do as well. So, Hal, today we're talking about something that you and I is on. It's a point that's on our mind a lot. Uh, I think we could even say we've made a theme of this, but we decided that we maybe should talk about it in a little more depth um, for a little bit today. And that is the topic of kind of persevering to finish the race. Uh, so I'll let you start. Uh, let's go back and forth on this and see where we uh, see where we wind up. Okay. Thanks, Randy. You know, the name of our ministry, Finishing Well Ministries, in a sense, carries with it a long-range perspective. What we want to talk about today is the importance of perseverance, of seeing the long road ahead and wanting to finish well. You know, Finishing Well Ministries is not a ministry focused on the week before you die, you know, in that sense. It is, in a sense, a very real sense, finishing every day. I say it all the time. You will finish well in life if you finish every day and develop a long-range perspective in your life. Now, I'm a runner. I've been a cross-country runner in high school and college, and then for years before my knees wore out. You know, I was a distance runner and just loved, loved, loved to run. And when a runner runs... Uh, except for maybe a sprint, you know, the 100 meters or the 200 meters, you know, you think about how you pace yourself and what you need to go through in finishing the race. You know, if you're running the mile, four laps, you don't want to run a 400 meter time the first lap because you won't have anything left for the second, third or fourth laps. Or if you run a marathon, I mean, same thing. You have to pace yourself and see the long view of the picture of the race. And that's perseverance. And uh, there are a lot of things. Let's start this discussion, Randy, by what are all the things that can get in our way that require perseverance? Uh, you know, I just think of several things. Uh, and they happen to all of us every day. We get discouraged. You know, you, you may have failed in a project or in a relationship, or you may feel as if God has failed you. So, you know, the importance of developing a long-range perspective and say, I need to work my way through this. I need to let, I need to trust God to help me see the long picture because I don't want to get bogged down in my discouragement. 
So that's just one thing. But there are a list of things that we could talk about, Randy. Well, there are many things because, hey, life goes on, doesn't it, every day? And we are impacted by what happens to us. As you said, Al, things things do happen. And uh, in some some families and some situations, it's a virtual um, roller coaster of episodes of ups and downs uh, involving you in your own life, involving your spouse, involving your children, involving your grandchildren. And sometimes those downs after being on a high can be extremely off-putting and uh, debilitating and mentally for people who aren't even impacted by whatever it is the episode's about directly, but still are discouraged because they're involved in some way. So yes, persevering is a really crucial grasp, I think, uh, of all of us, for all of us, about uh, what it means to to retain our faith and hope, uh, even in the face of things that seem like they are putting us in dire straits, putting us in deep wells that we'll never climb out of, that kind of thing. Right, Hal? Yeah, you're right, Randy. You know, again, I'll go back to running for a second. There is a thing in marathon running or long distance running where it, it's described this way. The runner hits the wall. There's something that blocks your 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 running fluidity, you might say. You, you may be running and be at peace and feel like you're making great, great progress. And then you hit the wall and it's something you have to go through. Uh, you know, there are all kinds of reasons to, uh, uh, that work against us that we need to persevere through. They may be uh, physical hardships. They may be relational hardships. They may be marriage. They may be family. They may be work-related. They may be culturally related. How will we persevere? And one of the things about aging, Randy, uh, we even talked about this in a previous podcast, learning to see how God works through these challenges helps us continually to keep developing a sense of perseverance. I see how God worked in this difficulty that I've been through. Now I'm in another difficulty, and I know he is going to help me through this. But if I don't develop a sense of perseverance and trusting him to lead me through this difficulty, then I come up in a sense shorthanded. So I think what God wants to do is prove his faithfulness to us again and again and again. You know, there's no one clearer on illustrating that with his life than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I mean, he had a lot of issues he had to work through in this life, including his own humanity. You know, he came to this world never having been a human, but he, he grew up as a person. He, he, he encountered opposition in his life. He encountered in his crucifixion, you know, incredible physical hardship, but he wanted to persevere. He said in John 17, uh, four, I have finished the work. Well, he didn't finish it. He finished he finished everything shy of the cross, but he had to finish that too. And Hebrews 12 talks about his perseverance going through death for us. So those are all illustrations of 
you know, how to become an overcomer in our lives and mm-hmm. press through with perseverance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have several, or I, I, I don't even know, but there's quite a few, quite a few scriptures in the Bible that speak to, to this need on our, on our part and give us encouragement about it. Uh, and some of them are, so one that struck me uh, pretty hard, pretty heavy, uh, is uh, the one, one from Hebrews 3.14. And I, I chuckle a little bit at myself. And, and you know, as a, when you become a believer and you realize the term, you know, the, the, <laughs> the awesome, thing that God has done for you. Jesus did for us. We are now saved. That you have this confidence that you never had before. You have this joy that you never had before. You're just almost overjoyed in in that. And Hebrews 3.14 kind of reminds us, uh, hey, remember? And it says this, we have come to share in Christ if we hold firmly Till the end, the confidence we had at first. And I think what that hits me with, Hal, is that long, I might be a long-term believer, I might be a short-term believer, but as I get comfortable with my new state, I kind of drop it. I kind of let my guard down. I kind of get uh, careless and sloppy with it. I kind of don't keep in mind the extent and power of that message and what it meant to me when I first started believing. And I can get to the point where I let it go so long that it even becomes remote to me. So I think part of what perseverance to me means is persevering in how I remember my joy, how I remember my confidence that I'm saved, that I remember what that meant to me then. I remember what it means to me now, no matter what age I am. And I'm, I'm 77. But, you know, you've got to keep hanging in there with the idea that the Lord is on your side. If you don't keep that in mind, boy, can you drift fast. Well, you're exactly right. It makes me think of a couple of these other scriptures that we have here. Uh, Let us not lose heart in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not grow weary. <laughs> there is a weariness in life, isn't there? And you want to say, I don't want to give my life away. This is painful. Uh, they they may not want me or they're disappointing me, but we want to press on and doing good. We want to get on the other side of weariness. Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 said, let us run in such a way that we may win. You know, you're going down the backstretch of the race and you want to persevere through the curve and finish well. It's like J.I. Packer's book, Finishing Our Course with Joy, working through the persevering through the aging issues where the body uh, deteriorates and lessens and hardships continue to abound. Uh, 
I think of Hebrews 12, let us lay aside every encumbrance and the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance or perseverance the race that was set before us. You know, I think of the Apostle Paul as he was reminding his young understudy, Pastor Timothy, in his last letter to him, he says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the course. I mean, Paul sees this his life has been laid out for him by God, and he wants to finish it. He wants to persevere through the very end. We know what it meant for him. You know, he died of persecution, uh, but we want to persevere through the end. And I think of Jesus. Jesus did this, Hebrews 5.8. He learned obedience through the things that he suffered. Suffering is a way of understanding how God gets us through the other side. And I want to say this is not a deal where you grit your teeth and say, I'm going to finish well. I'm going to work through this. You know, I think of Jesus in John 15, 5, where he says, without me, you can do nothing. This is the life of Christ in us and, and, and everything. I'll give you one personal example. Now I'll kick it back to you, Randy. Last year, I went through a serious foot surgery where I was in a cast for a long time and then a boot, and they had to rework my foot in order to walk without pain. And I must say, I confess, that was a hardship, you know, and I needed to persevere through that. I thought I was going to lose my mind at one point in that. But you, you continue to enter into life with Jesus and see him working in your life. And it makes all the difference in the world if you persevere and experience the joy on the other side. Does that make sense, Randy? It does, Hal. I, I, um, you, you, a verse you brought up, I, I have to go back to, I guess. Uh, <clears throat> I think that one of the issues or cha maybe challenges for me in all of this is that that. I don't believe I lose heart uh, in trying to do things, but I do think I grow weary. I do think I do let my guard down, okay, to be honest. And uh, things that I see not improving in my family or in my situation with something, I grow weary how. I confess, I grow weary. And, you know, growing weary means that you can get frustrated. You can get aggravated. You can get off your, you, you can get way off, you know, your path that you want to be on. And let things, I, I said, let things drift earlier. Sometimes, we let them drift. Sometimes we aggro we make them worse when we're weary. So that just strikes home to me, uh, Galatians 6, 9, that we let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time, we will reap if we do not grow weary. And I, I think that's true. And being human, I I confess to getting stuck in the what's the due time. <laughs> so I think persevering does have a lot of relevance, no matter what age you are. 
no matter what age we are, because on the roller coaster of life, those down times, you know, or the up times, whatever they are, we need to keep a long-term view of them. And especially as we age, we need to keep an even longer-term view of them because growing weary means I'm going to miss something. I'm going to miss the boat of what the Lord, not only what the Lord expects of me in his plan for me, but it's, I'm going to miss the boat of my joy in my life, joy, having joy, because I'm going to be all caught up in my down weariness, okay? And uh, perseverance, therefore, is a very important topic to me. One more point about how I think we missed the point about what, what, what's coming. Honestly, you don't. I know you don't. You talk about this all the time. But I think there is a reward coming that is beyond our imagination. It's more than we could ask or imagine. From Ephesians 3, it's more than we can ask or imagine. So it's way beyond what we can see coming, think about coming, imagine coming. Yet it's beyond it. And if we keep our hope alive, if we keep our faith alive, if we keep going back to the Lord when we're really weary and down and distraught and discouraged and maybe even a little bit grumpy here and there or more than grumpy, angry, I think we'll do better. And I think we'll be able to weather those storms. But we have to do that for ourselves before we can start preaching it and talking about it and encouraging it in others, don't we? We have to start with number one on that score. And then maybe we can, if we get square with ourselves in the Lord, we can be more legitimate as we talk to others. Randy, you mentioned Ephesians 3, and I echo what you've said. But in Ephesians 3, Paul ends that section with, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we would ask or think. You know, God has something on the other side for us, the other side of this hardship we're going through. He will respond. He will answer out of his own bountiful love, his grace. And we can't imagine it on this side of the hardship. You know, I think of the disappointments we go through, the disappointments in relationships, the disappointments we face in our own marriages, the disappointments with our kids or others around us or friends or as a pastor. I think of being disappointed as a pastor. You want people to do more or respond better or whatever. But it's the long range perspective and thinking about how God is going to work his will out through this hardship beyond what your control is. That's it right there. So perseverance is a way of giving up to him and continuing to press into him to see him work in our lives. I mean, and and that's riveting for me. And knowing he will reward reward that makes all the difference in the world. Yes. Yep. We we, we tend to approach it way too short- Short-sightedly, I guess, is how I view it, Hal. We, we do. We don't look for the long term. We, we're looking, what's today? What's next hour? Yeah. Well, let me wrap it up this way. The, there's a cultural phrase we use that came to me as we were talking about this. It's called delayed gratification. 
Yes. You know, yes. We, we want yes. our gratification now. We, we don't want to wait. We don't want to work through. We, you know, we tend to be impulsive. And what we want and what we want to see God do is, God, will you do it now? Well, he doesn't have my timetable in mind. No. He's not interested in my controlling my circumstances for my benefit. Yep. You know, I think of Psalm 103, 19, the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his sovereignty rules over all. He is sovereign in all the details of my life. He has a plan and I want to embrace it and submit to him and perseveringly work through it with his help and the help of the spirit. That makes sense? It does. It's hard for some of us. <laughs> I'll put it that way, Al. But we need to do that and remind ourselves to do that every day. Well, I think it's hard for every one of us. If you're human, uh, like Paul said in Second uh, Corinthians 4, therefore, we do not lose heart. Though all these things around us give us hardships, you know, an eternal weight of glory as we trust God is being developed and worked out in heaven for us now. And it makes all the difference in the world. And keeping that in mind, we know what's coming. That should make us joyful every day, shouldn't it? Boy, it should, should make us joyful every day. It should. Anyways, that's that's what Jesus came to do. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Not that we would not have any bumps in our lives anymore or not have any hardships, but that we'd see the value of how he works and his perspective and follow him through until the end. Amen on that one. Wow. Well, I hope this is an encouragement thought to you as you think in your own life about the things that are where perseverance is required. So let's work through them, but let's encourage each other in every day that God gives us to be all that he wants us to be. Amen? Amen. Well, Lord, help us. Help us to keep our eyes on you like the writer of Hebrews fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and worked through to the very end when he could sit down at the right hand of the Father. So that's a great theme to live by every day. So may the Lord bless us and encourage us. Uh, go to, if you want to see, hear more of these podcasts, go to finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast. And hopefully these are things, uh, thoughts that God can use to encourage you. May God bless you and strengthen you.